Welcome back to Investigate Joe Rogan, the podcast where I fact check and investigate things that have been said on the Joe Rogan experience. Today I'll be looking at episode 1798 with Michael Schellenberg. He is an author who is now running for governor of California, and he is on the Joe Rogan experience now. And he has various plans that he talks about. He wants to nuke the homeless or something like that. I, was, I wasn't totally listening because I was in the car. I didn't catch everything. Just kidding, of course. I listened to the entire episode and took uh, copious amounts of notes. The first thing he says that I want to talk about is that most homeless people are homeless because of either addiction or mental illness. He says it is not mostly about being so poor that you cannot afford to live anywhere. He talks about this a lot, and this is one of his big things. And the more I looked into this claim, the more I realized that there really is not very much data about the causes of homelessness. There are very few studies to be found And when you look into this question, what you're mostly going to find is stuff like this episode of JRE, meaning people with a lot of anecdotes say, well, I talked to these homeless people and they told me this. And, you know, I look at the hobos and I can just tell what's going on. Or it's really unhelpful articles just saying, well, I think that the homeless people are homeless for these reasons. And there's just nothing. It's just speculation. As you can imagine, the big problem here is that it's tough to survey the homeless because they're homeless. So they're hard to track down. They're under bridges. They move around. Um, They don't have home addresses you can go to. Nobody even really knows exactly how many of them there are to begin with. So that being said, there is some data out there on this. The best thing I could find was the San Francisco Homeless Count and Survey Comprehensive Report 2019, which was done by Applied Survey Research, if you want to find it. And it surveyed about a 1,000 homeless people in San Francisco, which is a pretty good sample size, all things considered. And according to them, the primary cause of homelessness broke down along these lines. And this is all self-reported from the homeless people they interviewed. So 26% said it was because they lost a job. 18% said it was because of alcohol or drug use. 13% said it was because of eviction. 12% said it was because of, quote, an argument with family or friend who asked you to leave. 8% said mental health issues. And 5% said... It was because of a divorce, separation, or breakup. Now, this really isn't very helpful. Um, For instance, 13% is due to eviction. Well, why did they get evicted? Did they get evicted because they lost a job? Should it really belong in that category? Did they get evicted because they were doing drugs? That's That's actually, doesn't seem like, that doesn't seem like a root cause to me. And then 12% is basically getting kicked out by someone you're living with who isn't your landlord. But what caused that? Like, why are you getting kicked out? Are you getting kicked out because you're not paying rent? Like, not you're not sharing 
you're not contributing your half of the rent or are you getting kicked out because you're you're like a crazy lunatic or maybe you're like abusive maybe you're being abused it doesn't it's not really helpful ultimately i'm not sure what can really be learned from this but it was really the only thing i could find there's very little out there about this subject the national law center on homelessness and poverty uh, wrote something that said quote in 2008 state and local homeless groups reported a 61% rise in homelessness since the foreclosure crisis began. I found that quote while I was looking around for broader surveys. And I think that quote, combined with the 26% who said they were homeless because they lost a job, from the one study I could find, I think this means that it must be a factor, or at least more of a factor than Schellenberg likes to say that it is. I don't think anyone really knows, and I don't think that losing a job is the primary cause. I think he's probably right about that. But he makes it out to be as though it is a non-factor, and I think it must be a factor on some level. I really don't know how much, but there must be a certain section of the homeless population who really just are homeless because they cannot they do not have enough money to buy shelter, except for a tent, which are pretty cheap. And I mean, sort of the other issue here is that even this study, um, it's all self-reported. So it really might not be that reliable. I had a homeless man, for instance, once tell me that he was a mathematical genius who was about to publish a major paper. I mean, who knows what sort of answer such a person might have given to a researcher doing a poll. You know what I mean? Drugs are also technically illegal, so people might not want to tell some nerd with a clipboard that they smoke meth. Schellenberg also says that a lot of people in L.A. show up Mulholland Drive style, <laughs> which I just thought was funny. It's, it's funny for me to imagine that there's some significant... <laughs> portion of the LA homeless population who moved to LA, uh, got a lesbian crush on a leading actress on a movie they were in, and then went insane, as if that's like a common path. Also, she does not become homeless. That's not how that movie ends. But anyway, they also talk a lot about energy in this episode. Schellenberg says that the reason America's carbon emissions went down more than any other countries, was because of the switch from coal to natural gas. And this was definitely a part of it, but it's not the whole picture. He leaves other stuff out because it doesn't really fit his overall ideology. During this period of 2005 to 2016, which is the period he's talking about here, there was an increase in wind and solar power. There was also less electricity and fuel usage in industry. Fewer miles were driven, and more efficient vehicles started to be used. There was also less air travel in this time, probably because of the recession. But, I mean, he really likes gas, and he doesn't really think global warming is that big of a deal, so he doesn't really mention this other stuff. They also talk a lot about Diablo Canyon when they talk about energy, which is the last nuclear plant in California. Schellenberg never really explains why they're shutting it down. He is opposed to shutting it down and claims that he's going to bring it back. 
And he sort of said, well, they're shutting it down because they say it's hurting the fish. But that's a lie that they're spreading. And it's really because of Jerry Brown's dad or something like that. He was never really clear on this, but that is not the actual reason. The actual reason is a combination of things, some of which are weird things. Apparently in California, a lot of people buy power through local energy purchasing groups called community choice aggregators. This is some odd California creation, and some of these groups basically refuse to buy nuclear power for ideological reasons. Because they do this, they pay a power charge indifference adjustment fee. And with Diablo gone, they will not have to pay as much of this fee anymore. So there is a direct financial incentive to get rid of Diablo Canyon so that they can have more money. Politically speaking, California also just doesn't like nuclear Earthquakes are a big part of this. People are scared that there will be an earthquake and the thing will explode and they'll all die. They want to really just go all in on wind and solar, even though that probably won't work. I do think Schellenberg is right to want to keep Diablo Canyon open. Uh, The more I looked into this, the more I realized how bad it will be for California once it's gone. It supplies 9% of California's power, and they really cannot afford to have less power. They already sometimes have intentional rolling blackouts because they simply run out of power. So some people just have to not have power. This will end poorly, (laughs) if you couldn't tell. Schellenberger also has this strange idea that Gavin Newsom is going to be running for president and that the Democratic Party is getting ready for this to happen. This is the his like big career ambition, and this is all being planned out by the liberals. This is actually not going to happen. First of all, Biden has said that he actually will run for another term, and I doubt any Democrat would run against him. Secondly, Gavin Newsom has openly said that he has no intention of ever running for president. He said that, like, last year, I will never run. I think Schellenberg is just obsessed with Gavin Newsom (laughs) because uh, he thinks he's going to be his opponent. And I think he lays awake at night, you know, in fear of what Gavin Newsom will do. Like many Californians, actually, who do this as well. Rogan says that California is releasing 70,000 criminals early. This isn't really true. The actual story is more boring. These inmates are becoming eligible for good behavior credits that, if earned, could shorten their sentences by one-third instead of one-fifth, which was the previous policy. So that's really only like a 10% difference if they were to get all of the good boy points and get out early. It's really not that big of a change. This story somehow got turned into L.A. is about to turn into the movie Escape from L.A., which is not as good as Escape from New York anyway, so who really cares? A big part of Schellenberg's plan is rehab. He's going to send all of the homeless people to rehab. But both of them say that rehab has high failure rates. Rogan counters this by saying that psychedelics are the best and most proven way of getting people off of other drugs. 
First of all, I've talked about this before, but this is not true. Psychedelics have really not been proven to help with drug addiction. There's a few small studies around, but it, you cannot just say they are the best. If you want to stop doing fentanyl, the best thing is to do LSD or whatever. This is not real. This is a fake thing that he has invented with his weird Californian friends. You need to go to rehab. You do not need to do other drugs. Stop doing, stop doing fentanyl for long enough to drive to rehab. Don't drive to Mexico and do DMT. This is not a substitute. Maybe it will be. Maybe that will turn out to be true. But right now, this is really not a known thing. <laughs> As for traditional real rehab that is not uh, doing mushrooms, the statistics are kind of mixed on this. According to the AmericanAddictionCenter.org, quote, relapse rates for drug and alcohol use resemble those of other chronic diseases, including hypertension and diabetes, with an estimated 40 to 60% of individuals relapsing while in recovery. So if it's only 40% of individuals relapsing, that's actually pretty good. That means more than half the people are succeeding. At least half the people who finish the program are succeeding. And then according to addictiontreatmentdivision.org, the .org means it's legit, by the way, quote, success is determined mainly by those who actually finish their treatments, but the number of people who drop out before reaching their goal is not calculated in that number. 60 to 70% of all patients who enroll in a rehab center will drop out either before their treatment is complete or before the three-month post-detox mark. In all, rehab has a 30% success rate among those who have completed their addiction treatment and remained sober at least three months. The numbers do not take into account addicts who have dropped out or relapsed to their earlier behavior before completion of the program, which is usually 70% of those who initially seek treatment. So this would basically mean that rehab is pretty bad and does not really work for most people. 30% is pretty grim. But kind of like the cause of homelessness, it's kind of hard to find data on this because their rehab centers are all split up and they all measure success differently. And it depends on if you count everyone or just everyone who finished. And it's hard to follow up with people. So this is hard to measure too, but it does sort of seem as though rehab is not super effective which kind of goes against Schellenberg's whole plan here. Basically, in conclusion here, his plan is to round up all of the homeless people, put them into rehab, and then teach them Python. <laughs> this, is what, this is what he actually says. He's going to teach the homeless people how to code so that they can get jobs. It really reminds me that... Um, the TED Talk Paradigm Shift 2070 is becoming reality. Basically, we're getting closer to that. Um, this guy pretty much has no realistic plan uh, for being governor. Um, but I did enjoy this episode. I thought it was pretty interesting. I thought he had interesting things to say. If you want to hear bonus episodes, there's a Patreon now. You can hear me discuss the... Uh, demographics of Joe Rogan's guests in the last bonus episode. 
which could be subject to uh, big changes here if Rogan is to be believed. Thank you for listening. Tell all your friends about Investigate Joe Rogan, and I will see you next week.